From Orlando, Florida and Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to the 1330 Podcast with your hosts, Keith Neighbor and Brent Bailey. Pulling from nearly half a century of experience, Brent and Keith share unique wisdom and proven insight to build the leader within you. Interact with us now on Facebook and Twitter at 1330podcast or email your questions and comments to 1330podcast at gmail.com. The 1330 Podcast starts right now. Welcome, everybody, to another 1330 Podcast. I'm Brent Bailey. My name is Keith Neighbor. And uh, we're here sharing our thoughts on life, ministry, leadership, um, love. Love. No, no we're not family. talking about love, Brent. That's not you what know, we're here to talk about. We're just trying to share some of the successes and failures of our lives in ministry and uh, hopefully help you to. Stand on our shoulders, as I think Keith said in the very first podcast. So that you can see a little farther. See a little further. And um, and uh, so we've been talking about creativity, and we're going to do several more along these lines. And if you're sick of hearing of it, then just go ahead and, and sit back and, and, and listen to some more, because we're going to try and blaze some new ground and, and maybe teach you a few things. We've been talking about uh, the creative environment and how to create that. Uh, Keith and I work. So, for... if you're if you're creating a, an environment, does that mean that we uh, dim the lights, light some candles? If that helps you, um, which we're going to do one on on how to do, we're going to do a whole podcast on how to create the environment for you specifically that you thrive in and make. Well, sure it's a room full of lava lamps and <laughs> shaggy, <laughs> and shag, shaggy beanbags. From That's right, the big ones. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we were talking about how uh, we allow other people to speak, tweak, and critique our ideas, and that we're not the sole source of creativity. You know, I thought about something in our in our prep work here uh, that God is is a God of creativity. He created everything, and all you got to do is look around to see how diverse He is. But you know, there's there's a piece of God in everybody. And you're only going to tap into a piece of the creativity that he used for you. And I think so many times, uh, even when I talk to my parents or people at my church about us working together, it's like they say things like, well, God really knew what he was doing when he put you two together because we're polar opposites. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is the reason... I'm really that- funny and... Outgoing and, and I'm good really looking. good looking. And- and- <laughs> <laughs> See, I say that and then we finish our each other's jokes. But um, we we uh, but the thing is, is there's a piece of God that I see in Keith that I don't see in myself, and there's a piece of God in me that Keith doesn't see in himself. But when you bring those two pieces of together, the creativity increased. Now, Brent, you were telling me about uh, this last sermon that you preached, and you made a statement during that sermon. About us, I did. I preach what, about what you that? a lot. Though. I know you do. That's because I'm a you know I'm always on your mind. <laughs> I actually was talking about uh, walking in love and and how um, you need to be patient and kind. As first as First Corinthians thirteen verse four says, love suffers long and is patient and kind. And I don't want to preach the whole sermon, but suffer means to just basically have differences. It could be something that's horrible, or it could be something that's minor. It's still a suffrage. And that um, when Keith and I first started l- working together, people told us we would never get along, and that they would we, y'all aren't going to like each other. So, so don't even try it. And um, I first met Keith, and and as you can tell from the podcast here, Keith is slightly sarcastic. 
little abrasive. A little bit to the left side of abrasive. And and uh, so as he walked by, he literally walked by and didn't even stop. He was just like, hi, I'm Keith, and just kept on walking. And we were getting ready to get in the car and go to uh, um, the University of Oklahoma to Actually, investigate. Yes, we to, were. Doing to a summer camp Doing a summer camp over there. And, and so as he's walking by, and he just kind of introduced himself, and I just kind of, and he, he, he kind of said another smart aleck comment. I don't remember You know, exactly Brent, I don't know that I would have ever said something smart aleck. And I said to myself, wow, he is a little sharp. Now, I'm, I'm from Kentucky. Keith's from Minnesota. World's apart. Um, the we north wear and shoes. The, the north and the south. <laughs> and, and, um, and I said in the statement, if I hadn't been patient and kind, Keith and I would never have had a relationship. But that's not how I said it. I, but that's the point I was trying to make. And I was saying, if I wasn't patient and kind based on my own shallowness, then I would have missed the deepness of our relationship. And um, it was at that point that I copyrighted that phrase, and uh, it's the title of my new book. Absolutely. <laughs> but the reason why I asked that, Brent, is because this brings us to our creativity point. It does. And it's about asking hard questions. Yes. Because that was hard for both of us, because we were both told we weren't going to like each other, because the other guy was so different than we were. Yeah. You're just not going to like each other, and it's going to be a difficult, hard relationship. And we pressed through the difficulties, and there were difficulties. Yeah, of course. But that brought us to our best. Those difficulties brought the best out of each one of us. And as we are going through the creative process, asking hard questions is going to lead us and cause us to grow. That's where the next level is. A a guy that I consider kind of a mentor in the church planning world is part of the ARC organization's lead team. His name's Matt Keller. Uh, he actually made this statement that really kind of helped me uh, in dealing with people. And is you're you're just one hard or one uncomfortable conversation from the next level, and meaning that you know if there's something in your church or your organization that you need to change, well, you don't always want to go after the person that needs changing because they've probably been there the longest. They're they're probably. The pastor's wife. The, you know, or <laughs> long-time employee or long-time volunteer. Yep. Somebody that's been faithful and loyal. But you, you reach a certain point where it's like, if this is going to change, that's going to have to change right there. And you don't want to have that conversation. But if you ask the hard questions and you have the uncomfortable conversations, doesn't mean you're necessarily going to walk in and be like, that's it, you're out of here. But to actually address what needs to change uh, it's that's where the next level lies is on the other side of it. Well, that. my 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 good buddy Dwight Kilborn made this statement to me. Who's one listening time. In, in Thailand? I'm sure right that now. he's in Thailand listening right now. So there's a big shout out to him. But he made this statement to me one time that even Jesus needed Judas he to did. fulfill the plan of his life. Absolutely. And there there are times in life where uh, there are difficult conversations, there are difficult decisions that need to be made, and there are difficult people that are put into our lives if in order to bring out the best in us. If they don't ask, if nobody's asking the hard questions, and the hard questions aren't just questions you don't want to answer, they're also questions you don't know the answer to. Those are the hardest questions. It's not the answer, it's not the question, if you ask me hard questions that I don't want to answer, those aren't really all that hard because I can... I can bluff my way through. I can BS my way through those. Well, they're not really hard. You know the answer. Yeah. You just don't want to. I don't want to answer. It's hard that you don't want to. I don't want to confront it. You don't want to confront it. Right. But 
when you ask me questions that I don't know the answer to, those are the ones I, I don't have a problem telling you I don't know. And I don't know that you have that. You don't, you've never really demonstrated that difficulty either of saying, oh, well, I don't want to say I don't notice somebody because I won't look smart. That's not it. But there's a lot of people out there that they do not want to have anybody question anything they're doing because, well, I might not look like I'm in charge or I might not look like I'm smart or I might look this way or that'll make me look dumb or stupid. And man, the, the greatest ideas and changes that have taken place in ministry for me and in my life have all come from somebody asking me a difficult, hard question. I first started working with Keith in 2001 and uh, we were getting ready to drive down uh, south of, of Tulsa, where we Tulsa, Oklahoma, where we were working. Um, the the church owned a ranch down there, and we were going down to look at it to prepare for uh, some retreats. And as we got in the in the in the van, uh, and we drove up, we just drove around the around the corner to like a gas station, and. Uh, you went in and grabbed a couple of things and came back out and threw it Probably in the cup holder. Probably a Coca-Cola. It was. And uh, threw it into the cup holder. Which and, I don't drink anymore. And maybe I think you got a maybe a bag of nuts or pistachios or something like that. And sunflower seeds. Sunflower seeds, something like that. And, and so you, you, you said, as soon as I put it in reverse and backed out and pulled out on the, on the driveway, this is the question Keith asked me. He said, what do you think our youth ministry needs to change in order to get better? Now... That sounds like, oh, well, duh, who wouldn't ask, ask that question? Let me tell you where I was at. In my life at that time, I had come from a small church in northeastern Kentucky that at Easter would have 150 people. All right, so we're talking small church, small thinking, small town. I'm coming to this church where we're working that has 5,000 people on a Sunday morning. The church has got, or the youth group's running three to 500, somewhere in that neighborhood. And, and I'm thinking, this is perfect. This is great. This is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I mean, I have arrived at the promised land and Keith gets in and looks at me and asks this question. And I had never even thought about it. I was like, I'm here to enjoy the ride. But we got talking and for the hour drive down South of Tulsa, we talked the whole way about ways to make that happen. And ways that we could improve. Now, some of them we didn't ever we never put into operation. It was almost like fantasy camp, pipe dream, crazy stuff. But there was a lot of basic fundamental changes that happened on that trip that day from Keith asking one question that I had never even thought to ask myself. And it was a hard question because I didn't know the answer to it. Sometimes those are the best questions. They are the best questions. And one thing, and, and if, if anybody's familiar with us, one of the things that was birthed out of that was our was our worship bands. Now, when we started, we had a very accomplished group of adults playing in the youth ministry there. Very accomplished. By the time it was over with, we had five bands full of kids that were writing their own songs. And that, recording CDs. And recorded three original CDs, uh, published original music. Uh, that was birthed out of that conversation because I think I, it was that drive down I said, I'd like to see a, a band full of kids up there. Nothing wrong with the adults. I appreciate what they're doing, but I want to see a band full of kids up there. And I remember when he said it, I thought he was absolutely insane for wanting to do that because we had a small junior high band at that point, and uh, they had a good heart. <laughs> that, that couldn't keep the same tempo. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all.
But that that hard question that Keith asked caused me to think in a different direction, and which is what hard questions do. And not every question that's asked that is difficult you have to answer. Yeah, you, you don't just have to start the thought process. And and that's why we have to allow people in this creative process to ask difficult questions. When we come in, it, and if I ask Brent a difficult question, I'm not necessarily expecting an answer right now. A lot of times it's, it's more of a rhetorical question that we're asking. Well, what about, you know, what is it that you think that we need to change in order to get better? Well, I'm not expecting a, you know, a five point, you know, well thought out response to that. I'm expecting him just to think a little bit about it and maybe a day or two later say, hmm, this is what I think. Now, it just so happened we had an hour plus to have a conversation about that and to come in and say, well, here we are. And we really hashed through some things that I think we talked all the way back to. I'm sure we did. And continued to talk about those things. For 11 years. I was going to say that that question was brought up regularly in our conversations, whether it was at lunch or where we were at. We were asking a difficult question. Now, that, that means you have to be comfortable and not get offended when somebody asks you a question that is hard. and you don't. And, well, I don't got time to fool with that. You don't have time not to fool with it. That's right. Because if you really want to go to the next level, that hard question is the springboard that's going to get you there. All right. Well, as we're wrapping this up, here's what I want you guys to do. We're going to give you a little exercise this time, Brent. Not just you, but everybody. I want you to stop and think about where you're at in life, where you're at in your organization, and I want you to ask yourself some hard questions. Ask yourself, why am I doing? Where am I at? What do I need to change? Ask yourself those hard questions. And if you've got some hard questions for us, send them on in. You can reach us on Facebook, 1330podcast or gmail.com. Thanks for joining us for the 1330 Podcast with Brent and Keith. We want to hear from you. you Find us on Facebook and Twitter today at 1330podcast or email us directly at 1330podcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for another 13 minutes and 30 seconds geared to change you into the leader that you and those who follow you want you to be.